Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. Hey, keep your hands on the fast-forward button, because nobody knows how many ads is going to be in this one. Hey, across from <laughs> me is the wonderful and always smiling Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, sweet baby Chad. It's wonderful to be here. Chicka chicka, chicka chicka. I'm gonna, I'm a sound effect guy now. Bow, bow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll help you. Thank you. Um, that is a great. That's a. I think that's a Twix commercial, and also from a uh, Michael J. Fox movie when he moves to the big city and gets a job for his uncle. Doesn't matter. The important Isn't that thing Ferris is. Ferris Bueller? Am I doing Ferris Bueller? Chicka chicka. Chicka chicka. Yeah, I think it's also Ferris Bueller. What movie were you talking about? Well, listen, this is actually Teen an Wolf. ad for Ferris Bueller's 30th anniversary. Guys, listen, you can go to <laughs> ferrisbueller.com backslash middle of somewhere to get 10%. I'm kidding. But we, so here's the deal with these ads. We were like, hey, we should try ads. No clue what was happening. So they gave us two to read, which we did. And we took our sweet ass time doing it. And then... Uh, the new the new system that we're in decided to add four more ads, and we both got messages like, uh, "Hey, sellouts! Yeah. How is your podcast?" And now there's like an ad after every story where we're just like, "Hey, if you like Kevin the dog, you're gonna love poodles.com backslash middle of somewhere fring frank for a ten percent off coupon." And I am I am an all time sellout. I will tattoo better help on my taint and moon cars on the highway for eight dollars an hour like i am i will sell out <laughs> to the nth degree but that yeah we're have no fear we understand we're learning how to do ads and we're certainly not going to have a show that is 38 minutes long with 11 minutes of ads in it in the future we're, we're gonna do hey better. but head on over to 38.com uh, backslash middle of somewhere for 10 percent off the number 38 <laughs> It is. It was crazy because, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I think everyone knows this. I don't listen to the episodes. Sure. Can't stand the sound of my voice. Sure. Or yours, quite frankly. I understand that. So, uh, but but when we got the messages, it was it was so awesome because I was just like, uh, well, okay. And my first inclination is this. You know where the fast forward button is. I have to fast forward through, you know, podcasts that I enjoy. I have to fast forward <laughs> through the ads because guess what? I don't need charlesschwab.com. I don't need it, so I fast forward through that. But, uh, but yeah, we we're we're slowly and, and surely we're gonna put in a we're gonna put an appropriate amount of ads on the show, so you don't fast forward, so we can keep having ads. That is our. That's right. And please go to fastforward.com <laughs> backslash middle of somewhere. I know I've done this joke ten times already, but I can't get enough of it. Uh, can I start out the show today with a little with a little power rankings? I would love it. Power rankings. I'm a big list guy. I think you know that. Yeah, you are. I love a list. I love to update a list. I recently had one of my lists. I love a Joe list. I recently had one of my lists updated, and I want mm -hmm. to break. So I want to run through what I believe to be my top four most confident walks, W-A-L-K-S, walks, okay. in the history of humankind. Okay, you go to confidentwalks.com backslash. That's the last time I'll do it, but I, I honestly can't get enough of it. So, uh, and I'll try to run through them as quick as I can to get to number one. We'll do it reveal, four, three, two, one, because okay. people love drama. Love Head love over to move so. that box. So, now, number four is a very basic one. It's anyone who has married into a wealthy family without a prenup 
walking the aisle after saying I do. <laughs> That's that mama we made it vibe where you're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I, <laughs> Looks like we made it. You have that, I could suck your brother's dick at the reception and still get half of this money confidence <laughs> so that's that's number four or you know i'm men aren't the only rich people in the world i could suck your sister's clit at the reception and still get half your family's money that joke works either way it does yes it's bisexual. no that's not gonna work Doesn't dual matter. sexual it's dual yep. sexual yep head on over to brazzers.com backslash dual sexual backslash somewhere number three can I tell you something honestly? I've already been on that website the entire time we've been talking. <laughs> Number three is, and this isn't for everybody, but it is Stone Cold Steve Austin, WWF champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin's walk to the ring at WrestleMania whilst his music is playing. Interesting. I don't know this walk. Now, I know the first walk. I don't, I don't know this walk. Now, I think you could, you could make an argument for any professional wrestler walking up to their theme music yeah i was gonna give you a hacksaw jim duggan with the two by four over the shoulder yelling Hey-o! that's a very confident walk as well but there's there's something different about stone cold where a lot of the walks were celebratory or like pump the fans up sure. stone cold had this possum tornado vibe to him where every, every stepdaughter who's ever told her stepfather to fuck off as she slammed a trailer door, you combine mm-hmm. all those into one piece of energy, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin approaching the ring. I like it. It's, and I, that, is, that is one of our differences. I was a big wrestling guy as a kid, and I don't believe you were. Well, here's the thing. I was, but I am, I'm 10 years older than you, mm-hmm. and so we have different... That's it? Oh, Jesus Christ. We have different uh, wrestlers that we grew up with. Sure. I grew up with uh, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, uh, Road Warriors. A lot of warriors in, in wrestling. Tons of warriors. That. But, like, uh, you know, just uh, just all those guys. And so, um, but you, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was gone already. You were gone, yep. Well, that was, I was that already was, out making out with chicks. That was, and I wasn't. Um, I know, I know. That's why I'm telling you you're still in wrestling. I was looking at pillows like... Huh. So I. <laughs> what if I put water in a plastic bag and warmed it up and then taped it to the pillow? Anyways, uh, what were you saying? So, oh, as a side note, I was so into wrestling as a 13 year old child. So, my nephew, Madonna Scale Ethan, his last name is Hydorn. Yeah. Ethan Hydorn. Wow. I Interesting spent. Deal. N- not was not satire, not like joke, not like. I don't think this will happen. I genuinely spent six months of my sister Janine's pregnancy trying to convince her to name her baby boy to be Brett the Hitman Hydorn. <laughs> and I, I stand by that today. Like, he's a good kid, but if he was Brett, with those looks and that hair, Brett the Hitman Hydorn, get the yeah. fu- his middle name's The Hitman, get the fuck out that's, of here. That's pretty incredible, with quotations, of course. I was almost named Elgin because my dad wanted my mom to abort. <laughs> so, number two, and you need to walk with me on this one. You got to hear me out because it. Oh, I get it. Pun intended. So, oh, fun. Um, it's uh, Neil Armstrong. 
Now, okay. I think you, when I say that, I think people will go, oh, yeah, he stepped on the moon. That was, no, that is not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to when they returned home to the United States of America and he walked off the spaceship, having been the first man to walk on the moon. <laughs> like, absolutely. Because <laughs> it, it is a very confident walk. I actually, I don't remember it because I didn't see it live, but I have seen footage. And uh, speaking of footage, that's about how big that guy's dick is after he walked on the moon. I was just going to say, you know, they have, there's no way somewhere in the NASA archives, there's not like a hot mic incident after he's like, that's one step for man and a giant leap for mankind. And then there's like a soft five second pause. Buzz, I'm going to get so much puss when we get home. Like, <laughs> That's why the flag tipped over. They were like, who cares? We have to go back to Earth and use this to our advantage. They, they, that would be incredible because you, you get back and people are, you know, like you want to date this girl, but she has a boyfriend and the boyfriend is like, oh, I went to Harvard. And after Harvard, I went and got my another degree from MIT. And then he's just like, oh, did you study the moon? Let me know if you have any questions, nerd. Because I've been there. They, because the for context also like now we live in the society where the most famous people are tiktok women and celebrity chefs and shit <laughs> but back back in you know in the teens 20s 30s 40s 50s all the way up to the 60s like a lot of fame in the world came from accomplishment like charles right. Lindbergh flew across the ocean and he was literally the most famous man in the world for doing that I mean, yeah. the running the three minute mile or whatever minute mile. I don't know. I don't do my fucking research, but the okay. but you know that was it's the four, time you're like it's, for the listeners. It's four minute mile. Four minute mile. You can go to four. You can go to four minute mile dot com backslash middle of somewhere. So it's. I mean, that was a time period where people were like, "What do you mean you don't know who Johnny Templeton is? First American to ride a unicycle for twelve consecutive miles. He's a national hero." <laughs> so. You're, I, lo I love your old timey voice for just everything in that in that genre. You don't know about Chuck the Hitman Chittleden? <laughs> he was the first guy to run whiskey across the Kentucky state line. So there, yeah. So he did, like he's grown up his whole life watching people who like the one of the most famous people in America is the first guy to ride in a fucking balloon, and he's he just stepped on the moon. And then you put in, you put in the ramifications of the space race and the yeah. war and all these things, dude. He had they had to be like re-entering Earth's atmosphere. And at in, at NASA, they're like, all right, guys, we're gonna we're, we're trying to get you home safe here. We need all the channels to be clear. Neil, if you could stop singing, let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. That would be great. <laughs> Houston, we have a boner. They, uh, this is gonna get real. They, I was, uh, I was talking to our buddy Mike Cronin, famous, wonderful friend, horrible guest on the program, and I don't even know. Did we air it? I can't did remember, but I know I I've listened either. to enough of the bad episodes. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've been there. I've lived them. So he, uh, he, when he lives in now with his uh, wonderful gal and son. He lives in Detroit. He's from Cincinnati. And yeah. Neil Armstrong, Neil Armstrong became like a, a recluse 
Not well. That he was accused of that. He wasn't. He was just private. He like he didn't do. He didn't get a big book deal. He didn't do a bunch of stuff. He just donated to charity and quietly lived on a farm, which is obviously what you would do if you were guilty because you faked the moon landing. But uh, so, <laughs> so but he, Cronin drives by the town where he lived every time he goes from oh. Detroit to Cincinnati, and they renamed the town. And they, this is the real name of the town that he lived in, first on the moon. That's the name of the town? That's it. There's nothing, there's no Ville. There's no Apollos. It's just they called the town and that. <laughs> All right, everybody, come on, settle down. Settle down. Everybody take a breath. Neil has passed away. We do need to do something to honor him. I was thinking about naming the town after him. Some suggestions, anybody? Yeah, what about first on the moon? Well, don't you think that's a lot of words? Well, don't most towns have a lot of words in them? Like, it's... <laughs> just, and everybody there is like, all right, now as you know, we are all related to Neil because he fucked all our moms and grandmas. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, I'd just like to call it... Neil fucked my grandma and my mom'sville. <laughs> Could we name this town second man in this pussy? <laughs> so I, oh, uh, another fun thing I learned about Neil Armstrong is he got in a legal dispute late in life with a barber, with his barber who cut his hair and then sold it for $3,000 without telling him. <laughs> Can you even imagine Sending it your Neil Armstrong and you send in to 23andme.com backslash middle somewhere and you end up realizing that they've already cloned you so many times just for three grand because someone got your your hair. Well, oh my God. You just never do that because with all the people you've slid inside as Neil Armstrong, can you imagine how small they'd have to split up that estate? When he passes away, <laughs> yeah. be like one of those mesothelioma settlements. Like it was a sixty billion dollar settlement, and every recipient received an eight dollar check. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you're his grandson. Okay, this is your blade of grass, <laughs> and you're his granddaughter. This is also your blade of grass. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, I'll leave it right there. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I got to know the number one. You can't move on without number one. Well, that's one. what I meant. I'll move on to number one. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. So number one, and this is a new addition to the list. If you just joined us, this is the number one most confident walk, according to Cyrus Sominson. Any white mom using a Target parking lot crosswalk. Jesus Christ. These, you are so correct. These fucking psych... Like, do you understand that these are not force fields? They're just a crosswalk. And here's the thing. You deserve to be safe in a crosswalk. You have the right of way in a crosswalk. But I've never seen someone use a crosswalk as if no one else will make a mistake. That's the number one thing I was talking about. I was taught about driving. Hey, it's not about how good of a job you do. It's about the other guy. You got to look out for... Do you have any kids with fuck cell phones or just bad drivers? In I just... There could be a fucking firing squad, like lined up yeah. on a target parking lot crosswalk with the leader going, ready, aim, and fuh, and on fuh, a white 42-year-old mom would cross the crosswalk <laughs> going, they wouldn't dare. 
I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Do you not know what these white lines mean, for Christ's sake? They defy the laws of physics. It, it, I'm telling you, you're, you're right, because I was crossing from a little uh, drive-through burger joint, and you had to cross the exit to go over to the seating area. And I was with Olivia. This is when she was really young. And this girl sped through, looking down on her phone, just sped through. So if Olivia would have gone out five seconds before me, she would have been run over by this car. So I threw, I had a handful of those little ketchup, those ketchup dishes, and I threw them at her window. So she gets out of her car and she's like, what are you doing? And I go, what are you doing? You're like looking down, driving through a crosswalk. And she goes, I'm going to go get my boyfriend. I go, go get your boyfriend and call the cops because I'm beating the shit out of him. <laughs> and then the cops need to know what you were doing. And I'm not getting arrested. And, you know, of course, Olivia's just like looking up at me like, uh, I've never seen this man act like this. What's happening? But I was so pissed off. It's like, fucking pay attention. Yeah. You're going to kill why I don't understand a white people. mom. Yeah. That's why I just don't understand why people, people step off of the curb and just expect everyone to be paying attention. It doesn't make any sense. And plus, I'll give you another white mom thing at a Target parking lot. Number one, I've seen so many of them cross at an angle, like the longest angle. They'll park in the side parking lot. And then take the angle to the door. Yeah, so they yeah. are in the they are in the street for no less than ten minutes. <laughs> and then what about the one that stops in the middle of the crosswalk deciding whether or not she should go back and make sure her car is locked because she just saw a black person? Come on, man. Get out of the fucking crosswalk. Now I'm fired up. People don't know this. I'm gonna break down the fourth wall. We've had to stop twice because my internet shit the bed and I am hot. Yeah, you, you've got some steam going to you right now. I am hot right now. You know, listen, I'm going to calm down. Okay. I'm calming down because gotcha. I have to ask you a question. You, What did you have earlier today that I made fun of you for? A Yucatan root Yucca waffle? waffle. It's called a swaffle. It's, uh, it's called, oh, cool. like you swapped out a waffle and your enjoyment of a simple pleasure in life. Um, it's a waffle made out of yucca root. Which okay, so so here's what I've noticed. You a eat dirt vegetable. You eat things that they eat on the show alone, only because that's the only thing they have to eat out in the wilderness. And you eat them in your home. You you've decided I'm going to take camping, and I'm going to bring camping indoors. Sure. And, and have you seen the, Have you seen the show alone? Um, I'm familiar with it. I have not like watched a whole season, but I've seen enough of it to understand the concept. They set up their own cameras. And they torture. Yeah, there's them. no camera people. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You don't watch that. What do you watch? Um, I mean, I watch. Oh, God. you you fuck. This is how you're such a you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> how this show works is I talk about something, then you talk about something, but you're revved up, so you're just trying to get me to talk about something I fucking hate. And I already talked about... Hey, everybody, it's Moose in the Morning. Good to be back. It's a lifetime. It's drive time. We got Cyrus Amundsen in the hot seat. Hey, Cy, uh, let me know what you're watching on TV. You're a piece of shit. Um, my... <laughs> my brother Jess was up here last weekend. Okay. And so we, we'll, watch a, we'll watch a murder a murder documentary, you know, we'll, uh -huh. you know, speaking of white moms. Absolutely. Yeah, we will get, we will get white mom deep in a murder documentary. And by the way, so I, I'm going to tell you about the one that we watched, but I was okay. so intrigued by it that I just went onto my podcast app and searched the case. 
And I was like, I wonder how many, and obviously there's a million podcasts with episodes about this particular case. And, right. and without exaggeration, there are only two genres of murder podcasts. It's okay. men, well, there's three, because Dan Cummins talks about murder sometime, and he's in his own separate category. He definitely is, yeah. That's a pretty unique deal he's got going. So one category is Dan Cummins. Category number two is like, hi, I'm Teresa, and I'm other Teresa. And today on <laughs> the worst thing that could happen to a family ever, we're going to giggle and say, you know, it's crazy a bunch of times. So that's one. And then the other one is any... So this, like, sorry about this, but this is Erica, and I am a guest on the show today. And I just wanted to say, like, this this murder is, like, it's like a thing. And let me tell you something, Other Teresa. It doesn't add up. I'm sitting here, and it does not add up. So that's one... And then the other one is when there's man, um, um, the men, the men murder podcast, which is always like on July thirteenth, nineteen ninety four, Kim Stevens left her apartment at nine thirty five a.m. and never returned. Am I trying to be creepy or am I jerking off right now? Both. <laughs> so listen to this episode and see at what minute mark I climax. Like there's, and I, I, I'm going to give a shout out to small town murder. Oh, those so dudes great. Do, I think those dudes do a great job. It's very fun to listen to. And, but they are both jerking off. I guarantee. Well, and dude, and crime junkie is great here. I'm not, I'm not saying these shows are bad. Let's just ignore, like if somebody came to us and was like, Hey, uh, you know, every podcast with two white comedians is, they just sound like old crows bitching about other people. You'd be like, yeah, that's what we do. That is. Yeah, that's us. I mean, we got a review once that said uh, this podcast used to be good. Now it's just two Karens talking to each other. And hey, two stars. Hey, and I'll I'll take that on and wear it as a badge of honor. Uh, <laughs> One star per Karen. So we watched a six episode documentary on the murder of Lacey Peterson by Scott Peterson. And I just want to be clear here. We can record this podcast from 12:14 on Saturday to 12:48 on Saturday, but you have time to watch six fucking episodes of a murder mystery show? Yeah, over the course of a couple of days, yeah. And so <laughs> the you're a good sport. That was obviously the one of the most famous murder trials in American history. Uh, right. Yeah. You're familiar with it to a certain degree? I sure am. Lacey Peterson yeah. goes missing. Her husband has a girlfriend. It becomes this like insane court sensation. That walking fucking twat Nancy Grace is have like you want one takeaway yeah. from this documentary? Nancy and Nancy Grace has an interesting backstory where like her significant other was murdered. And so now she's out there, she became a prosecutor. But still, like, to go on TV constantly, like, I think he did it. And if you don't, you're fucking wrong because I read two sheets of paper. She's... When I was dreaming... Hold on, y'all. When I was dreaming last night, Jesus Christ himself, not an angel. He didn't even send an angel. Jesus Christ himself came down to me. He told me he's guilty. Now, also, you think I have an interesting backstory? You should talk to Cyrus Amundsen. So, we watch 
this whole thing. And I, much like I think anyone else in America who doesn't pay close attention to trials, just mm -hmm. thinks like, oh, that guy was like the worst guy and they got him. <laughs> and you watch this documentary and it's pretty even. It's not, you know, set up to cast. I mean, it is set up to... it. It tells a more full story of how this thing became a media sensation and how he was tried in the media. And, you know, anytime you, anytime you, I think when people watch murder documentaries, there's two types of people. People who are more prone to adhere to um, authority. Like, mm -hmm. they just go, well, they're in charge. Obviously, they're trustworthy. And then there's other people like me who goes, they're in charge. I bet they're lying. Like, and both those people are, pro those groups probably uh, are part of the problem. Um, but you watch this thing, and we watch six episodes, and you don't think Scott's innocent, but you're also like, how did they convict this dude? Like, it's pretty fucking crazy and really interesting. The, but my one takeaway. I remember there being a boat. Was there not like a fishing trip? Yeah, dude, if you if you just tangentially remember it, it was like, here's a guy who bought a boat 14 days before his wife disappeared, went fishing for an 90 minutes the day his wife disappeared. Her body was found where he was fishing, and he had a secret girlfriend. You're like... <laughs> but I'm telling you, you got to watch it. It's on A&E. It's a six-part. It's very, very interesting. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is because, speaking of lists, it gave me a new group of people to add to my worst people on the earth list. And I, I love the amount of lists you have. So many. It is these scum of the earth losers. Well, scum of the earth is harsh. I'm going to walk it back. Let me, instead of going 100 miles per hour into something, why don't for once, why don't I build? Instead of just being like, Ooh. these people that deserve to be shot to death, why don't I just, why don't I start out at five <laughs> miles per hour? Yeah, let's let, let's let the listeners make their own decision. Sure. I don't understand. You just present a case. Ooh, this is like we're at a trial. I don't, listen to me, other Teresa. So I don't understand... If it's a very like if it's a celebrity trial, OJ, I, I can understand sure. the interest. If it's a trial of large cultural societal significance, something that has to do with, you know, the government or a government entity versus a citizen, you know, stuff like that where we're talking Derek Chauvin, for example. Yes. I, I understand why people are so invested in those trials because you know, they, they were uh, the factions in them already, and a celebrity definitely to a less degree, but we're already part of their lives. But if you're just at home, like in Sacramento or fuck Des Moines or Bozeman, Montana, and you see Nancy Grace talking about a murder that happened in Modesto, California, and I'm not saying it shouldn't strike a nerve. Like everybody, ha like I'm, it should be sad. It's awful. It's infuriating. But if you are so, if you become so invested, and you're not related, you don't know anybody. If you become so invested that you go to the parking lot of the courthouse with a <laughs> sign that you made for the day of the verdict to celebrate, you are an immense loser. You are 
Like, think it, like, yeah, I don't really know anybody there is what you're thinking to yourself as you stop at Joanne right. Fabrics to buy tag board. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. And I, this, this documentary had these crazy scenes of just hordes of people screaming, shouting, and laughing and cheering when he was convicted. And, yeah, you know, you, if you get the result you want and he's guilty, great. But what do you, yeah. what is happening? Why, why are you there? These are the same people that get all fired up about all these world events, right? They're like, there are people in this country that are doing this. There are people in this country that are doing this. And you go, hey, what's your neighbor's name? And they go, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, well, guess what? Then I'm not going to fucking listen to you. You 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 leech on to something and then because you want to be part of something big. But it's like, go to your neighbor's house and ask them what their name is before you start bitching about something 10,000 miles away. Well, it's and it's also part of gawker culture. Where right. let's let's stare at the and and I I'll be I'll be fair and transparent here. I've always despised and criticized Gawker. Like you drive by a car accident and everybody's driving slow. Sure. But then like I'm a giant hypocrite because like a month ago my brother Jess was up here and I was out on our back porch and across the street like in the neighborhood over I was like is that a 38-foot flame in the air? What's going on there? And it was an entire house that was on fire. A house? An entire house on fire, middle of a Saturday. And I always, if I were to drive by that and see the people standing out there watching, I would talk right. so much shit about them. But I just walked inside. I was like, hey, Jess, should we go look at the tall, warm fire? And... <laughs> We did, even against my better instinct, and it was crazy because it's more like rural and kind of kid rocky up here in my new neighborhood. And so sure. people were coming from every direction towards the fire. It looked like if you had a helicopter, it probably looked like aerial footage of people arriving for a Garth Brooks Woodstock. <laughs> the way you worded that made it seem like everyone surrounded the fire and was trying to put it out with semen. <laughs> so that's how you worded it. Everyone was coming from every direction. <laughs> Just can I say something, though? Imagine moving into a neighborhood and people hate you so much that they light their house on fire. <laughs> you did that. I'm proud well, of you. I was we were sitting out there and we were looking and all of a sudden people next to us started going, I wonder what happened. You think they fell asleep with a cigarette in? And it's just like, you're like, oh, no. What have I done? And I got so, I was so mad at myself for becoming a gawker. And so, like, two weeks later, I'm out on my my neighborhood walk for the day. And the path I took that day was through the neighborhood with the burnt house. Okay. And there is a tow truck trying to tow out of there the completely torched car that's still in the driveway <laughs> and there's one guy directly across the street standing at the edge of his driveway just watching middle of the day only guy out there and i'm walking on the street and i walk by him and he goes clearly wants to gawk and talk and he goes eh, i don't think they're gonna get that thing on there and i because I felt, I felt so ashamed of being a gawker. I, I ignored this adult man. On so, I didn't look at him. I didn't respond. I didn't even twitch. And I didn't have headphones in. So it's not like, oh, he didn't hear me. I clearly heard him and just walked. 
And I got, dude, and then I got all the way down and I was coming back and he was still out there and he tried to talk to me again and I just ignored him again. It was like the meanest <laughs> shit. I, I like, like I'm Demi Moore and he's Patrick. He must have thought he was dead. Like I, it was easily one of them, but I felt so like, I was like, I don't want to fucking talk. I already gawked at the fire. Leave me alone, trash. I got to go back to my house and be trash. <laughs> Next time you go by, you're going to have to use sign language or something just so he feels all right about himself. <laughs> it was 1037 PM. A house was ablaze. And we know that the person that lit it was still in the crowd watching. Oh, <laughs> Hey, and by the way, just real quick, we can stop right there and let everybody know. If you want to head over to the Anoka Ramsey Fire Department uh, website backslash somewhere, that's going to get you 10% off any time your house, garage, and car catches on fire while your trash neighbors watch. That's AnokaRamseyFireDepartment.com backslash somewhere. Hey, can I switch it up and tell you a story about golfing? Sure, I would love that. Does it involve Scott Peterson, just as a heads up? was arrested in a golf course parking lot. And uh, there was some incriminating stuff in his car, but the media made a bigger deal out of it than they needed to. And I just, Chad... <laughs> what? I, it just doesn't add up. <laughs> Making sure his golf glove fits OJ style. Uh, I, was, I was golfing. I'm, I'm officially bad at golf now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there was a time where I was good. That was just a couple weeks ago, and now I'm bad. <laughs> and so I walked into the clubhouse yesterday after my round, and I went back into a room that is normally empty Okay. to have a little time with myself. And I walked in, and I said, fuck, like that. I needed, I needed to get away from my group so I could swear because I try to not bring negative energy to the group. Okay. And Very I go back in this than room. What we do here. Absolutely. Yep. I like to really, this is my complaint hour. And then I try to take that out of the real world. Okay. And so I go into this back room and I just yell, fuck. And then I realize as, I don't know, 20 parents and 20 children turn their heads to me. I just go, oh, what's going on here? Really turn it around. I got a smile. I turn the frown upside down and I'm like, hey, what do we got going? Birthday party? And then the guy that works at the golf course goes, nope, it's junior golfer camp. And I went, oh. And one mom said to me, you know, uh, you didn't see us. We don't really appreciate the language. And I go, if you're teaching your kids to golf, the first thing they need to learn is how to yell fuck. Because this is such a frustrating game. Here's another couple things they should need to know how to say. Uh, hey, guys, should we stop after nine? My shoulder hurts. <laughs> and uh, where the fuck is the beverage cart? You should teach your kids all of that because that's what golf's really about. Your kid's probably not going to go to college for golf, but they are going to swear a whole bunch. I was like 12 years old golfing with my brother and my, my best friend, Joel. And we had a guy roll up, an adult man who played through, you know, you're yeah. like, we're slow, he's fast. And he just goes, well, he asked if he could play through. The only other thing he says to us, he, go up and hits his, he goes up and hits his tee shot, goes and gets in his cart, and he goes, you guys know why they call it golf? Again, we're children, and he's an adult. <laughs> yeah, I already know where this he is. He goes, you know why they call it golf? Because fuck was already taken. And then he just 
Dale Earnhardt it off in his cart. And I was like, well, that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny because I had a similar situation where a guy said, they go, you know what golf stands for? Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. And I was like, I can name a hundred women at this golf course that can beat you at golf. <laughs> so don't even start that shit with me, you dirty prick. Um, I, so I didn't start golfing until about 10 years ago. Uh, here's what happened. You're going to be surprised. My dad ruined it. Oh, come on. He gave me he gave me a blank check to go to the golf course to get golf clubs. Here's what he said to me. Chad, here is a check. I want you to go buy golf clubs. Golf is a great game, and I want you to start playing it. And I was like, you got it. So How old I were go, you? Yeah. I was probably 12. Okay. Yep, same thing. Okay. And so I go... And I'm like, all right, looks like I'm starting golf. So I go to, I ride my bike out to the golf course, which is like, I don't know, eight miles, something like that. And uh, get out there and I, I show the guy, I got a blank check. I'm supposed to get some golf clubs. And he goes, all right, let's fit you up. And so he, he measures the clubs to me and I get some brand new Ram, they were called. Oh, I remember Ram. Some Ram golf clubs. They were juniors because I was 12 and a little boy. Mm -hmm. And so I get back. So I put these golf clubs on my back, ride bike all the way home. I'm stoked. Well, my dad has now woken up from his hungover stupor and realizes that I have paid too much money for these clubs. And he goes, you were supposed to get it. You're going to grow out of those in a year. You were supposed to get adult clubs. And uh, what the fuck, man? I send you out there and you get these brand new clubs. They were supposed to be used. And I was like, none of this information was given to me <laughs> at all. You gave me a blank check and told me to go get clubs. And I trusted the man who works at the golf course to give me the right ones. Yeah. And so I never played with those clubs. They sat in the garage. And I'm sure my dad pawned them eventually. But I never played golf because what a shitty experience. <laughs> I know it would be amazing if to this day you still played with those clubs. <laughs> I actually, I started doing a lot of things once I realized my dad was probably dead, where I was like, okay, we can start having fun again. Let's yeah. do this. Let's try golf. You know, I think I'm going to go on a fishing trip, uh, even though my father ruined fishing forever for me. Yeah, you really got to spread your wings and uh, spread your wings and fly. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about ruining a fishing trip, Lacey Peterson. Yeah. Obviously, she was like, you're putting the leech on wrong. And then trial. I have to go. That's igottago.com backslash somewhere. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>